Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. The message today, I'm just moving a bit away. We're still within the territory of Revelation, but still our year of Revelation. I'm just, I was to steer a little bit away into a, a topic you hardly hear preached in the modern day church. Uh, we really don't preach it very much in the modern day church. Really, we don't actually preach from Revelation, let alone to be preaching. But when, most times when people hear the, the um, word, the book, Revelation, their minds always go to one thing. Brainstorm and fire and amagadon <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, so today, uh, by God's grace, I'm going to attempt to teach something that really we haven't actually taught much on in this church. And then maybe as time goes on, I'll be teaching more of that as well as the Lord leads. But I believe you'll be blessed. Amen. You will be blessed. Amen. The book of Revelation is essentially not about. Thank you, Jesus. The book of Revelation is essentially not about frogs and grasshoppers and dragons and string creatures. Most of those things you see in the book of Revelation are signs. Because the book of Revelation is a book of signs. It's a book of signs. So practically, that all you see inside, much of it is signs, 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 signs. Because, for instance, it calls something the um, holy city. The holy city happens to be the wife of a lamb. I mean, is that not interesting? Think about it. The holy city happens to be a wife. The city is a wife. Whose wife? Of a lamb. L-A-M-B, lamb. And a, a lamb that has seven eyes and seven horns. Not a ram, a lamb. It's a difference between a ram and a lamb. This why it's a lamb with seven horns. Lambs don't have horns. But this lamb has a horn. So there are a few things in the book, but there are signs. And the book of Revelation is about Jesus Christ. It's about the revelation of Jesus. Jesus being revealed in a way that throughout the ages and throughout the scriptures, he has not been revealed to that dimension. There are three main ways he's been revealed. Number one, the first appearance of Christ, the Bible says that he saw him, I think, chapter 1, verse um, 7, somewhere there. The one that walks amongst the candle lampstands. Right? It's very interesting. He's walking in the lampstands. And Jesus is also revealed in Revelation as the lion lamb. So he's a lion lamb. All the New Testament writers. None, apart from John, presented Jesus Christ as a lamb. But even that, it was just introduction. 
John chapter 1. He didn't repeat it anywhere. Then suddenly you see Jesus appear in Revelation as a lamb. The first time he appeared as a lamb is when there was no one worthy to take the scroll. And they said, the lion has prevailed. And then behold, Revelation chapter 5 from verse 6, behold, I saw a lamb. And from that time on, he was presented as a lamb and a lamb and a lamb. So the end of the book, the throne of the lamb. So it's very interesting. But one of the ways he's also presented in the book of Revelation is the high priest. He's the high priest. The high priest who walks amongst the church and takes care of his local churches, of his church. So it's very interesting how Jesus is presented in the book of Revelation. And really, everything about Revelation is about the revelation of Jesus Christ. And one of the themes that is emphasized on Revelation, in Revelation, is the second coming of Christ. And today, I want to talk about Jesus is coming. Amen! Jesus is coming. There is, there, when they said there was Ebola at Sierra Leone or Liberia, Nigeria. No, oh, I don't believe it. It doesn't matter. I don't believe it. No, you see, they are not seeking your opinion. They are just advising you and telling you. <laughs> I think the way the weather was so nice on Friday and Thursday, I remember Thursday was quite Cool. I didn't have to wear a coat when I went out. Friday, I didn't have to wear a coat, and I was with Pastor when Pastor Wood said, but this week, the weekend is going to be very cold. I saw, really? And I was wondering, obviously, she's listened, she's checked the news. How did she know? She just listened to the news or checked weather forecast, and she knew it was going to be cold. Now, if... They said, you know, normally they, in the morning, the uh, morning show and all those breakfast shows, they say, weather, and they said, try and take an umbrella. <laughs> because it's going to be wet, and we're going to have intermittent showers yeah. and some cloudy day and shower. You see, you can choose to go out with your, is it Mimi or Mumu dress? <laughs> the Hawaii, the one we wear, Hawaii, I think it's Mumu dress or something like that, or... Just some address. Well, what is it? I don't care what they are saying. They are just telling you. They, they are not forcing you to behave. They are just telling you. So that you don't say, I didn't know. So we were actually, most of us here were informed it was going to be called Saturday and Sunday. By the, that your app, weather app, news, some way, one way or the other. And I'm also here to inform you that Jesus is coming. Oh, come on. I've been to Oxford, Yale, Princeton. I've been to all the universities and I've done research and all these things. It's a, no problem. I'm just telling you, Jesus is coming. <laughs> the way you are busy trying to make money, <laughs> the way you are busy trying to live your life comfortably, I think it's just fair on your behalf or fair to your destiny for you to be made aware and to be told again that Jesus is actually coming. He's coming. Bible says the heart of the wise is in the house of mourning. Sometimes when you go to a place where people, somebody's dead, there's mourning. It takes, it helps you take your 
Focus away from materialism. Re- readjust. You see, what's important? When you see the way that lady or that wife or that husband or that daughter, they are crying. But what's, the one I don't like is when they are putting the casket in the, the grave. Oh, people can cry, especially if it is a young person who is dead. And then suddenly realize that all this quarreling, all these contentions, all this chasing after money and partying, really, all those things don't matter anymore. And then sometimes you begin to wonder, so who is going to wear his clothes? That designer, very expensive. <laughs> Some of you, your biggest prayer is, Lord, keep me alive so I can finish all these clothes I've got. <laughs> because last sale, the, the amount of stuff you bought. <laughs> all kinds of things. You have bought this TV that watches you. You don't watch the TV. Because as soon as you enter the house, the TV sees you have come. He knows your favorite channel changes to that. And when he sees that you have getting bored, he will change for you. The TV watches you, don't watch the TV. And you, you all, all this, and suddenly you realize, especially when people are sick in hospital, they are not thinking about their TV. Life and death. It's only there. Sometimes when a man is very old, right? A woman is old, like in their old ages and they are successful, advanced age stages, and they are successful. When they are well in the hospital, people are there waiting for when they are dying because, <laughs> yes, because they want their inheritance. You know, that cousin of yours who was trying to serve her at the hospital a lot of the time, is waiting for this woman to just pass because they want to see the will. So when they say, oh, he suffered an arrest, they will be rushed to the hospital, suddenly, some family members won't go to the hospital. They go to the house and just check, okay, this one, this one, this one. Yeah. But if it's your husband or your wife or your son or your daughter, you don't care about all those things. Sometimes let them take it. You just need your son to be okay. You need your husband to be okay. And so, you see, when the rubber hits the road, you realize that a lot of the things we are wasting our time on, our life on, really don't matter. And it's the same way when Jesus is coming, you realize that that your designer shoe really doesn't matter. That designer hair, that your certificate, that, that certificate on the wall, doesn't matter. When a child is very unwell at ho- in the hospital, you, what you are thinking is not their grades. No. Thinking of their grades. Oh, I wanted this my child to do this. No, oh, you are thinking, be well, please, my child. Doctor, how is she doing? You know, if she be okay, how is she? Oh, doctor, please, please. Doctor, do something. Then, so they suck you out of the room. <laughs> the things you think about in critical times of threats to life, these are the things that we should remember always because when Jesus is coming, those are the things that will matter. And above all, the coming of Jesus. What you have done for the church. Yeah. So I thank God for my friend. He said, me, I don't care whether someone gives offerings or not. My pastor friend said it. Not that he doesn't care, but really, it's not his business. Listen, it's not my business to install CCTV around your house to see which boyfriend keeps coming to your house. It's not my business. (laughs) 
If you come to me and tell me that, Pastor, I just finished fornicating in the church, so nice, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> I, I will be disappointed because I think you should, you should know better. But if, oh, Pastor, but I know, I, li- I love him. I love him. Oh, Pastor, it's just... He said, if we don't do it, he will leave me. So, Pastor, I'll be disappointed that you are not that wise. You are so stupid. But I'll just leave it. And I will not tell you, how? Oh, you can't come to church. No, come. If you come and tell me, Pastor, I'm pregnant. I'm not married. I'm pregnant. The first thing I will say is, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. Listen, is it congratulations? Uh, pregnancy, are you not supposed to congratulate pregnancies? Yes. Ah, even if it's with someone's husband. Hey. No, no, I'm not saying it's good. I will say the pregnancy because the baby is innocent. Yes. Right. That's, the baby is innocent. So, me, if I have to pray and dedicate them, if you, the baby is born, you bring, I, will, I will leave the baby. Lord, in the name of Jesus, protect this child, bless this child. I will pray that let this child. Ow! Oh, it's wickedness. So we will congratulate the pregnancy. But you know what you should have done. And believe God that God can help you get out of trouble. As a pastor, it's my, prob- my, my assignment is to help you, not to judge you. So when you finish, come and let's talk. Yeah. Let everybody know that you've got a pastor, you've got a church who will not condemn and judge you, but we will help you. We will help you to be strong in the Lord. Oh, listen to me very well. We will not attack the ones we know. And we'll reward the ones we don't know. Did you understand what I said? Because I preach a lot for you to know the dangers of fornication. When you, after you finish, that's not when I'm going to have to preach another message on fornication. Because you know already, my, my assignment to you is now how to help you out of this quagmire. How to, out of this mess. We want you in church. Because how about those who came already had different ones. With, and they have come, we are celebrating them. You are already inside, you have gone to, we will still receive you. Like, the way we receive, you understand? Yeah. But the only thing is Jesus is coming. (laughs) Jesus is coming. The way you have spent your tithe, Jesus is coming. (laughs) I can't monitor what you watch on your laptop. I can't monitor what you do with your FaceTime. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> with, your with your iPhone 10. Yeah, yeah. Can, I, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Ladies, can I ask you a question? Ladies, why do you have to do your lips like this? It's so ugly, it's so ugly. Let me tell you, don't buy Hollywood. Hollywood is fake. The men really, we really don't like it. When you do your lips like this. 
We don't like it. It's not nice. Sometimes I wonder why people, a decent lady, decent, I mean decent, the word decent emphasized. A decent lady will take a picture of yourself and then put you on Facebook. <laughs> what are you looking for? <laughs> what are you selling? One, you are not a celebrity. And number two, you are not that pretty. That's why you are trying to force, force your body shape on us to say, oh, you are there. I realize when I watch the TV, I don't see um, Rose Royce advertising. Uh, they don't. They don't advertise. Is there... Is there uh, <laughs> 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 the first Ford Fiesta and Fiat. <laughs> but tell somebody... Jesus is coming. Matthew chapter 24. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew chapter 24. Lobo Shakataradash. Thank you, Jesus. Immediately after the tribulation, I have to, I'll teach on the tribulation, not today. We have to, we have to tackle all these subjects in the Bible, which charismatics have glossed over because they don't care to know because they can't bother to explain. We have to. So when you meet people who are very theological and very, you know, sometimes you meet people, the fact that you're a Christian, they want to make all kinds of Noise, questions upon questions upon questions upon questions. Thinking they know, but most don't actually know that much as though. Read it for me. Matthew chapter 24, verse 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Hmm. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Say they will see the Son of Man. Say it again. Coming on the cloud with power. Now let, let's, let's read that bit and then we'll continue from there. Let's read it together. Let's go. Man will appear in heaven. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power. How is he coming? 
No. How is he coming? On the clouds. Okay. How is he coming? Coming on the clouds of heaven. All right. With what? All right. Continue from there, please. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and put forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. But of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. So it says no one knows the day, but that's what Jesus said. No one knows the day. But as the days of Noah were, there will be similarities. So you have to look at the trends of events to help you to know it's likely around these times. Around these times. So he says that. So he said, no one knows. But as the days of Noah, uh, as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. So that means we have to look at how, was the, how, how were the days of Noah? We have to look at the, what was characterized or characteristic of the days of Noah. Or the days of Noah, what, what were those, those, those days characterized by? Read it, continue. Jesus didn't leave us in uncertainty. Read it. Verse 38. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, mm. marrying and giving in marriage. Okay. Until the day that Noah entered. So the what was happening in those what were happening in those days? Eating and drinking, marrying and being given in marriage. These, <laughs> these four things. Eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage. These things God have, has put in place for humanity to exist. So without eating and drinking, there can't be existence. Without marrying and being given in marriage, there can't be continuity. So these are things that God has programmed into humanity to, for continuum. But he says that in the days of Noah, they just focused on these things. They just focused on eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage. Go on. And did not know until the flood came and took them all away. What happened to them? The flood came and took them away. Whilst they were eating and drinking, marrying and being married, giving to marriage. The flood came and took them all away. Continue. That's an interesting text. Isn't it? Yeah, go ahead. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. All right. Mm-hmm. Then two men will be in the field. Okay, so it says that the way it was in the days of Noah, so also will the coming of the Son of Man, the Son of Man meaning Jesus Christ is coming, so also will it be. Then he went on to explain how similar it will be in the days of Noah. He said what? Then two men will be in the field. Mm-hmm. One will be taken and the other left. Two men will be in the field one will be taken and the other left. Some other translations say two brothers. 
will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. And then what again? Two women will be grinding at the mill. Mm -hmm. One will be taken and the other left. So grinding at the mill, two men are the, uh, uh, in the field, two women grinding at the mill. They were all doing the same thing. At the field, they were doing the same thing. On the field, two men. Men going to the field signifies men going to work. So this text does not imply man or men should not work. Because if you don't work, see, that's the also other extreme of Satan's trap. To make you think that, oh, it's not necessary to work after all. We shall all die one day. Jesus is... <laughs> Maybe, maybe you have you find a gov you have a government who will feed you. But if you say that in certain parts of the world, you will die before he comes. <laughs> so, two men being at work, being employed, being engaged, gainfully engaged in work does not mean that they, they, sh they shouldn't have. But guess what? He said two men will be at work on the field. One will be taken. So if God's problem was being on the field, you should have led both of them on the field. So two men. So if God's inspiration is you're working, he should have taken both of them. But this is two. Doing the same thing, one went and the other didn't go. Two women grinding. One went, the other didn't go. So then, what was the determining factor for one to go and the other to, to be left behind? Because they are doing the same thing. They didn't, nothing showed that they did anything different. So what differentiated the two? Or are you supposing it's just random? God comes and, ooh, let me take this one. And my thing, let me, by random chance, yes. Random selection, let me take this one. No. Go on, you see what the others, those who were taken, were doing. Read it. Watch therefore. Ah! Watch this, watch this. Watch this. You see? See? He said two will be on the field grinding, or at the mill grinding. Two women will be grinding. Two men will be on the field working, and one will be left. One will be taken, the other will be left. Women, one will be taken. So it has no go to do with gender. So then, so, then he said, Watch therefore! It's got something to do with your watching. When you go and how you go has everything to do with your watching. Before we go further about this watching, I want to establish to brothers and sisters here that the two brethren or the two men is not talking about one believer and another unbeliever. It's actually two believers. They are all in church. They are all playing the keyboard at the same time. They were all on the stage. They were all on the stage singing. In fact, they were doing duet. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow. And then one was taken, the other one was left. Ah. What's going on here? The pastor gave us, gave both of us the chance. How come 
I have been left. Also, don't I also deserve to go? Let's find out why you didn't go. He said, one will be taken and one will be left. Ask the person, will you be taken or you'll be left? <laughs> all right, all right. All right. Let's take it this way. Ask the person, do you want to be taken or want to be left? Ask the person, are you sure? Ask them, are you sure? Two will be doing the same thing. One will be left and the other will be taken. So Jesus said, do you want to be taken? Mm-hmm. So this is, because it would be same in the days of Noah. They actually didn't expect it. If they expected it, they would have prepared. If you're expecting the coming of Christ tomorrow, you prepare. Most believers are really not expecting. No, 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 no. Most pastors are actually not expecting. They'll be very disappointed if Christ comes. And I've heard some say, oh, listen, forget it. Christ is not coming now at all. Yeah, pastors have said this like that. All right. Continue the text, please. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his master made ruler over his household, to give them food and So watch therefore because your master is coming at an hour you do not know. The way all your life has become your job. The way all your life has become this marriage. The way all your life has become me and my little family. The reason why there is commerce is because of the people, but the reason why people work is to generate money. The reason why people go to universities really is to get a good job and get money. So our universities and our academic institutions have been designed for people to go there with the hope of making money or getting money. So some of you, if you be honest with yourself, the way you want your children to be top, 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 top is at the, at the end of the day, not because you want them to be professors, but you want them to have money. That's why you are pushing your child, pushing, pushing, pushing that child. You have to get money. You have to go get this job, go this, get this. And so sometimes you blank every other thing and make all the most important thing is Education, because the most important thing is what education will bring. Yeah. And what's education going to bring? Money! Money, yeah. money, 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 money. <laughs> money. Get a job, better yourself, better yourself and get, but don't live all your life as though everything is about working right. and making money. Because Christ is coming. Mm. And the two, the difference between those Two guys, both of them were working, one was left. It's because whilst one was working, he also kept his eyes and attention on the work of God. He was watching. 
He was watching. He was watching. Whilst he was, thank God for what Pastor O said last time, whilst he was raising their children, raising their child, where they were raising their child, making sure their child would go to uni and do well, they were also making sure their child would do well in Christ. Any parent here who takes your child to music training and you don't have church activity in mind, you are failing your child. Only for grammar school. Private school so you can get scholarship. Oh. You should be, as they are playing this flute, as they are playing this keyboard. (laughs) 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 It's true. Have it at the back of your mind that my child, so I'm actually wanting, I want to take my child, look at me, if my child, I, I try to manage them some, uh, to get them some piano. It's because I want them to learn, not for, for scholarship. Yes, oh. yes. Their future is not in their scholarship. Their future is in God. Yes. A man can receive nothing except if he's given to you from above. So, I train them. I'm hoping that one day you come to church and it's the, the, my girl's on the keyboard. One is on the drum, one is on the keyboard. And Pastor O is on the field. <laughs> <laughs> Some of you can see your, your child, your son, your daughter has this good musical ear, yeah. musical talent. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is that whilst you are pursuing normal things, normal, common people, sensible people pursue, keep your eye also on the work of God. Amen. Do a little bit more for God because it's going to determine how when he comes back how you'll be taken. Now, it's going to come back in two ways. One, I want to show you because some of you will say, hey, you know we read in, verse, in, the, in the verse 30. How is he going to come? How is he going to come? You see, verse 30 of 24, March 24, see the Son of Man coming where? On the clouds of heaven. And then what happened? With power. All right. So, let's look at Revelation chapter... Um, one verse seven. Shall we all read it out loud from the screen? Ah, but we read that he said be watchful because it's going to come like a thief. Ah, but now. It, is that every eye, does every eye see the thief? <laughs> Which kind of thief would every eye see? He said he's coming like a thief in the night. When no one knows he's coming. He's coming like a thief. Tell him, tell someone he's coming like a thief. But here he says that, and every eye will see him. Even those who have pierced him. So, he's going to come and every eye will see him. Look at chapter 14, verse 14. Revelation 14, 14. Revelation 14, 14. Then I looked and behold a white cloud. And on the cloud sat one like the son of man, having on his head a golden crown and in his hands a sharp sickle. So, where did he sit? 
Where was he sitting? On the cloud. On the cloud. Not inside it. He was, so in Matthew chapter 24 verse 30, he's coming on the clouds. It's like sitting on the cloud. Coming with crown. <laughs> you know, thief of Baghdad. That much, yeah. Jesus is coming on the clouds. <laughs> is it going to be fast or quick? <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> and every eye, hey! <laughs> Suddenly, you tell your girlfriend, say, no, no, I think we should forget about that. <laughs> Let's stop it now. Look at the problem. Oh, I knew this thing was going to come. The pastor said it, you know. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my, is it for real? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be on the shard. <laughs> so you see, it's going to come on the clouds. First Thessalonians chapter four, verse. First Thessalonians chapter four. Verse 17. Thank you, Jesus. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught. See, 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 see this one? And remain. There are two types of people who will be alive. Some will be alive and have gone. And there will be some who will be alive and remain. Think about what I just said. This one. See, when you're reading the Bible, take, said, and then, uh, 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 okay, let's go to verse 16, so that I just, just, I wasn't intending to read it, but verse 16, it said, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of a, this is not a gentle coming, no. it's not a secret coming. It's not a secret coming. Ha, thieves, do they come with a shout? <laughs> no, I'm coming, no, I'm, no, 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 no. no. He shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in, the dead in Christ shall rise first. When he's coming with a shout and the voice of an archangel, those who are dead in Christ, they'll rise first. And then what happens? After that, what happens? Then we who are alive and remain. Not, not, see there's alive and gone and alive and remain. Will you be taken? Remember I asked that question. This one is the, is the appearing, everybody will see it. At that time, there will be some who are believers who are alive and remain. The one who was working and didn't keep an eye, wasn't watching. The other one had gone. The other one had gone with the secret coming. Oh. Who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus, we shall always be with him, with the Lord. We are going to meet him and he will judge us. Bible says, for every one of us shall appear before the judgment seat of Christ. It's a serious text. Romans chapter 14, verse 10. Sometimes, see, that's why I think church leaders must be very careful and not preach as, I don't know why we should focus so much on materialism. Focus so much on materialism, on wealth, riches. 
And when church members always hear, you are getting money, you'll be this, you'll get... But you can get those things without being in church. If Jesus has to die so you can get money, you have insulted his the reason for his dying. Because Abraham was rich without Jesus dying. Abraham was so rich. Jacob was so blessed. King Solomon's wealth. People had to travel and come. It's like his wealth was a tourist attraction. Tourist attraction for top, top, top international personalities. They had to come. And they said, this wealth. Bible says in these days, gold was common as dust. Silver was on the street. Solomon's day. It's so... So, but Jesus didn't have to come die for that to happen. So, if Jesus is coming to die is for you to be rich, oh, come on, give me a break. Church folks, wake up. Well, excuse me, what what do you need the money for? (laughs) Think about it. What do you need the money for? And most of the people in church who are believing God for financial breakthrough, breakthrough, they are the ones who don't even give much. Yes, it's a sign of greed. Yeah. A few people who say, Pastor, because when God bless me, I will do this for the church. When little blessings show, they are busy doing other things. Do you know how we know you do much for the church? When you don't have anything, what's your energy and your resources, your ability, your physical, your human resource, your energy, your wisdom can do? Raw work. It's a sign that when your money comes, because if your body is serving, your money will follow. I question the genuineness and the authenticity of your love for God if your strength can He said, love the Lord your God with all your strength, all your heart, and all your... He didn't say money. He didn't never say money. The, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your might, all your heart, all your strength, and all your soul. He didn't say money. Because when your soul, he never said, give me your cash. He said, give me your heart. So, if your heart, you know, if you're really in love with somebody, your money is not a problem. At all. You don't, you don't you really, you don't even, this. there are people who are falling in love with, people who are falling in love with guys who, people say, oh, this guy has money, but they don't care really. It's the guy they want. It's the guy they want, they don't care whether he has money, he doesn't have money, they don't want. But some of you too, you know, when you lost your money, you, you, lost, you lost her too. There's a gentleman here he told me a few years ago that he, had, he used to have some money flowing because of the kind of job he used to do. He had quite a good, decent money flowing, and his girlfriend, who he was living with together with, the mother was very much in support. And when he lost money and everything and things, the mother came and said, my friend, my daughter deserves better. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's here as I'm speaking. The gentleman is here. Yeah. My, my daughter deserves better. But my daughter is pretty, she has to get, even though you have a child with her still, she deserves better. Don't waste her time. She deserves better. Love the Lord your God. When church focuses, everything we do, like we are racing for money with the world. And we are racing for pastors, we are racing for celebrity status. We are racing for stardom with the world. 
So what or some of these stars they do, suddenly, once you become so big a man of God now, you also have to do the same thing for others to see. That. It's like, uh, so now, can you imagine, very soon I have the evidentiary perfume brands and shoes and everything. Watch this. I am not supposing that that is wrong, but I, I question sometimes the mindset. A pastor takes a whole Sunday morning to be preaching to your congregation how you can become a millionaire within days. Now think about it. In, in itself, it doesn't seem evil, but it's sickly. It's sickly. It's the yeast of the Pharisees. He said, be wary, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees. They inject all kinds of things. And sometimes, you see, listen to me, brothers and sisters. You don't have to be malicious. You don't have to have a bad heart. You can have a good heart by doing bad things. It's true. People, people in medical profession have killed people with a genuine heart. They gave the wrong injection because they said, no, this, this is the one that we bet. And they injected some bad stuff into your system. <laughs> That's all. Good intentions. Yeah. But wrong activity. So the fact that you have good intentions does not mean you, are, you have God intentions. Wow. Important. Tell somebody, Jesus is coming soon. Wow. wow. Those whose lives were driven by gain. And I think I don't know. Because God has anointed me by, by his special grace. We pray for people to get a lot of miracle jobs. Just by declaration. Testimonies. Husbands. Wife. You think I don't know many people come so they will get it. So many people come here or they go to church for bread and butter. To line their pockets. So right now, if I say, I see God raising a millionaire, you will see. Amen. If I say, I see God raising missionaries to go to Afghanistan. I'm about to prophesy, I say, God is blessing you. You hear the blessing? Amen. I receive it. Blessing you to be a missionary ready to die for the gospel. Then you say, <laughs> Miracle money is coming. Amen. I receive it. Watch this. When I say, Miracle man is coming. Amen. Miracle husband is coming. Amen. Miracle wife is coming. Amen. Jesus is coming. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Jesus, hold on, hold on. No time now, no time now. Hold on. I need to ride my first Bentley. How can you be a Christian and your biggest target is to live in a certain type of mansion? 
No, think about it. No, think about it. Let, let's just think about it. Your biggest dream in life is to live in a penthouse in Kensington. Kensington. And you are with, you, so you can oversee the themes. Paid for. That, that is your biggest dream. I'm not saying that is wrong. That having it is wrong. But if that is your drive, some of us, your biggest dream is to have money so you can go for a holiday any time, every month. You're going holiday. You're going holiday. You're going holiday. You're going to the Seychelles Island. You're going to Ayanapa. You're going to Abiza. You're going to Morocco. You're tra- yeah, yeah, yeah. Tra- travel the world. I met a gentleman who was serving us as, at TGI. He said he loves traveling. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes he goes to spend four months. And then so Pastor Frank said, so when are you going again? He said, when I, I make money and I go, I come back broke. So, <laughs> <laughs> now he's really rethinking about that kind of... He said, I love traveling. I love traveling. I go everywhere. I travel a lot. I love it a lot. And he, when everywhere he goes, he collects badges from there. <laughs> and he's wearing them. There's nothing wrong in wanting things. It's part of it. But I'm really concerned about worldliness. Worldliness is so strong in the church, modern day church now. Worldliness. Worldliness. World. What the world wants, we want. Mm. So we are losing our impact on them. Because we are chasing the same thing with them. Chasing the same thing with them. We may be chasing, we may be pursuing the same things, but our greater objective is we keep our eye. We know Jesus is coming and we work towards his coming. When you are earning money, you are earning money preparing for his coming. Why, why do you have insurance? Why are you paying for that insurance? You are paying for a rainy day. You have life insurance. Because you have little children. Your children are very little. And you so you have life insurance. All the packaging. You keep paying. You, why? So, that, so the money you are putting aside is because of the future, the children. In the same way, when you are earning money, you should be thinking about how can I even do God's work better? So, so you see, if the money you are earning is inspired by the things you want to do for God, how would someone offer you more money that will affect what you are doing for God and you go for it? How can you be looking for a job that will heavily affect what you do for God? And then you claim what I'm, I'm getting this money so I... So don't never come and tell me, Pastor, I want God to make me a millionaire so I can help the church. The church doesn't need your help. God, God has never needed the help of any man dead or alive. What God needs from you is your heart and your worship. You can't worship God truly and everything that you have doesn't show your worship. When you check my bank statements, 
much of my expenses. I robbed of it. Church, 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 church. When you bless me, God's own is inside. When somebody gives me a penny, God's own is inside. There are times people have given me some envelope, maybe 100 pounds, and I just give everything. Because I live for the job of God, not for my convenience and comfort. Why? Why? Because I want to be the one taken. And someone else may be the different person, but me, I want to be the one taken, not the one left. So, going back to the text, those of us who remain, put it on the screen. So, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 17. So, he says that he will come and then those of us, the, the dead shall rise first and, then, uh, and then, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the air to meet Jesus Christ. I quoted earlier on Romans, uh, Romans chapter 14, verse 10, that this is a very scary scripture, you know. It's not scary, actually, but it's a, it's a wake-up scripture. Let's already out from the screen. Let's go. Your brother. For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. How many of us shall stand before the judgment seat of Christ? Just to, to put it within a good, a right context, this we is not talking about all human beings. This is talking about Christians. Okay? We is talking about Christians shall stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. The same thing. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. For we must all appear. We must all appear before the judgment seat. It's a judgment seat. And each one, uh, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Let's all read it. Let's go. Let's read it. All of us. Loud. Let's go. Why are we appearing before the judgment seat of Christ? To receive. receive. It's reward time. It's reward time. So when he said we shall all meet him in the air, that is where he's going to judge us, that we who are taken. We first, there's there's going to be two comings. There's going to be two comings. The first one is going to be a very surreptitious coming, a very secretive one. The coming of the Lord in theological terms is called Perusia. Perusia. Perusia means the coming of the Lord, the presence of the Lord. He's going to come, but it's going to be in two ways. The first one is going to come as a thief. As a thief to come and take, ah, ah, that's it. To come and take the watch, the watching believers, the overcoming ones. So he's coming to take us to be with him. It's, it's like the first fruits. The first fruits. So it's like a farmer goes to the field and takes the first sample of the, those that are ripe first. It's not for the market. He brings it to the house for enjoyment, for special fellowship. 
Then afterwards, he goes for the. So the first coming of the Lord, watch this. The first coming of the Lord, according to Revelation chapter 3, verse 3. Write this text down. Revelation 3, 3. And then we'll go to Revelation chapter 16, verse 15. Revelation chapter 3, verse 3. So, what does it say? And heard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what our hour. You see, that don't know what he's coming as a thief. If you, those who are not watching, he's going to come as a thief because you must always be on guard. Be on your guard. Whilst you are earning money, be on your guard. Whilst you are studying, be on your guard. Whilst you are traveling, be on your guard. Whilst you are marrying, be on your guard. Whilst you are being given to marry, be on your guard. Whilst you are eating at the shop, be on your guard. Yes, 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 yes. Be on your guard at all times. That is when somebody, by the time Christ is coming, you are busy with your girlfriend. Hey! <laughs> the girlfriend can't go. Why is he going? Because both of you. <laughs> both of you. <laughs> Actually, he's, he's blocking her from going because. <laughs> yes, I want to be, be on your guard. So he said he's going to come. How, how is he coming? Like a thief. You know the scripture I read in Matthew chapter 24, verse um, 44? It's very, a very powerful scripture. Let's go back to it and then we'll come back. Matthew 24, 40, 44. Uh, so let's go to 43. 24, Matthew 24, not 22, please. Matthew 24, 44. Therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man. Go to 43. Let's start from 43. Look at 43. Let's all read it together. Let's go. If the master of the house has known the hour the thief will come, he would have watched and not allowed the house. You see, this one after he spoke about two people on the field. If the master, if the house owner had known at what time the thief was coming, he would have watched and would have not allowed for him to have remained and someone to have left. Because Jesus is going to come like a thief in the night. Verse 44. Look at verse 44. Let's go. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour unexpected. That is where two of us will be in church. One is gone, one is left. Two of us will be singing on stage. One is left, is taking, one is left. Two of us will be preaching. One is taking, one is left. Yeah. Two of us will be at the desk, working at work, typing, and one is taking... One is left. And then, when those who are left, right after the first taking, those who are left, the tribulation comes in. Yeah. I'll, teach, I'll take my time to teach on the tribulation later. The tribulation will come in. It will be hard time. And Bible says that if the times will not cut short, even the elect will fall off. It will be hard time. And I'll teach these seasons. I'll, I want to teach the ascended Jesus first. After Easter, I'll have to teach some stuff. Then I'll, I'll teach on the dragon. Yes. Rome, um, Revelation chapter 12. The dragon who fought, and I'll teach on the, the man-child, the overcoming man-child. 
the woman who was pregnant, and the dragon was waiting. The Bible calls him the murderer. He was a murderer from the beginning. He was behind. The first murderer in the Bible was Cain. Satan was behind him because he was eating people's blood. Because in the Revelation, he was a red dragon full of blood. He's eating blood. He's fed. He was a snake, but now he's fed and become a big dragon, red one. And when the woman was about to give birth, he was waiting for the child to be born and come. Satan has always fought the church. Don't think Satan will sit down for you to be strong in Christ. He will not allow it. Anything he has to do to discourage you, he can't kill you. He doesn't have that power, but he can discourage you. He will use some people who are not praying. He will use some people who are not serious. He will use some friends who are always gossiping. He will use some things that, different things, your job, you are tired, different things. He will use your ex-boyfriend to suddenly buy you a nice shoe. He... Yes. A red one. A red one, yeah. Because the choir has to wear a red shoe and you didn't have one. Suddenly it's like, how did this guy know? Pastor, your prophecy has come to you. Hey, 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 hey. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You will share your testimony. <laughs> so Satan will do anything to put a stumbling block in your yeah. path. If he stops you, he can't, he can't stop. If he is not able to stop you from becoming a Christian, then he'll stop you from being a watching Christian. Yeah. Watching Christian. So he can get you at the tribulation. And I'll teach you about the Antichrist and the beast that comes from the sea. Teach you. These things are real. Antichrist. Satan will want to stop you so you will not be on your guard. The, it, well, you know what he likes? He likes when you say, as for me, if you do this, you have crossed the line. <laughs> as for me, this is what he said. Read, did you say that? Say that again. <laughs> and he will not use someone outside of the church. He will use somebody inside the church who has not been praying. Who has not been praying. Whose spirit is down. And they will come and step on your toe in a way that, hey, if anyone does this, me, I won't stay in church. He will come and step on your toe and do it very well so that you soon be upset. <laughs> Satan is looking to stop you from being rewarded by Christ. Because he said, and everyone will receive what you have done in your body. He's come, we shall all appear, including me. Well, me. If we, the pastors, will be judged first. Yeah. Yes. And then the, all the rest of humanity... They, you see, there's a, there's a two calling. So he will call the first one. He calls us out of the world. Then the second calling, he, that's the one we just read, two will be on the field. He calls out those who are watching. So when you read Revelations, seven books to the, seven letters to seven churches. All right? The church of Ephesus, the church of uh, Smyrna, the, the uh, Sardis, the Church of Smyrna, the Church of Perga, Pergamos, the Church of Titaria, the Church of Sardis, the Church of Philadelphia, and the Church of Laodicea. All these, and when he, when he, all the seven letters he wrote, Revelation chapter two, verse uh, verse seven, he said to him who overcomes. Revelation chapter 2, verse 10 and 11, he speaks again, he who overcomes. Revelation chapter 2, verse 17, he who overcomes. Revelation chapter 2, verse 20, 27, 28, he who overcomes. Then he goes, Revelation chapter 3, verse, verse 5, he who overcomes. Revelation chapter 12, chapter, sorry, chapter 3, verse 12, he who overcomes. And Revelation chapter 3, verse 21, he who overcomes. So he, see, there is something, our overcoming is not to overcome the devil. 
Satan, I bind you, I bind you, I bind you. No, that's not the overcoming he's talking about. Those who overcome the de de degradation in the church, the decline in the church, the, the worldliness in the church, the pressure Satan is putting on people in the church not to watch. If you overcome, then your reward will show. Lord. It's not the devil. It's not the devil. Lord. Satan is too irrelevant to come into this matter. Yeah. It's between you and Christ. Your work for Christ is what will determine the reward. It's yeah. not Satan how you overcome the devil. No, 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 no. That's for Satan. He's already overcome. Yeah. He said, I saw Satan fall oh, like lightning. Wow. Luke chapter 10, verse 17 and 19. 17, yeah, somewhere there. He said, I, fall, I saw Satan falling like lightning from heaven. So don't rejoice because demons are subject to you. But I said rejoice because your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Rejoice because of your strong connection and your strong links in heaven. Not because of your breakthroughs. Not because of nice things that are happening. Naturally speaking, when things, nice things happen to you, it's nice. It's nice to have nice... How many of you don't like nice things happening to you? How many of you like nice things happening to you? Yeah. And may it happen to you as you lift your hand. May, may nice things happen to you this month. So it's nice for nice things to happen to you. It's nice. But when you, you re, re, restrict your Christian work to all this, I'm getting this, I'm getting this, and this is happening to me. And this, that's when people easily get offended in church because guess, guess what? They are the center of the worship. I'm upset. I didn't like the way this person spoke to me. The pastor was now pre preaching about me. Preaching about me. I didn't like it. Because you are the center. Even if, you are, you are, if we mention your name and preach about you, you should feel so good. That you have made it to the headlines. In the headlines. You have made it in the headlines. Yes. You should feel good. Because, because the preaching is to those who are seated here. So Satan is targeted to stop you in your tracks. But you don't re respond with God forbid. You respond with overcoming. Overcoming the degradation. Losing your first love. Being materialistic. Overcoming, overcoming that tendency. That fleshly attitude. Tendency. That worldliness. Overcome it. Sister, overcome it. Brother, overcome it. Overcoming, as you are planning your marriage, as you are planning your wedding, as you are earning money, whilst you are going to eat at the restaurant, be, be, be conscious that Christ can come at any time or be conscious to look sick how you can please God at any time. Make God first. Make God first. I'm preaching better than you are clapping, but I know why you are not clapping, so it's okay. <laughs> Let, let me round up. Revelation chapter 14, verse 14. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's read it out loud from the screen. Let's go. Then I look, and behold, a white cloud. And, and the cloud sat one like the son of man, having on his head a golden crown in his hands. So, oh no, we didn't read chapter 15. I'm sorry. Chapter 16, verse 15 first, because this is the public coming. Openly appearance, open appearance. When he's appearing openly, he'll be on the cloud. But when he's appearing secretly, he's in the cloud. 
Revelation chapter 16, verse 15. Revelation chapter 16, verse 15. 16, verse 15. Let's read it. And keep his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. You see? This is for Christians. This is not me saying, you know. If you have red letter edition, you see it's in red. This is the, 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 Jesus himself saying this from his lips. From the mouth of Jesus, he said, I am coming. I'm coming like a thief. He's not endorsing theft, okay? <laughs> He's not saying it's okay to steal. Because this, the reason I'm sharing, getting you to understand this is, there are places where he said, I'm coming like a thief. There are other places he says that I'm coming like we saw in Revelation chapter 14, verse 14, on the clouds, or I shall see him. But other places he's coming like a thief. How do you differentiate? Because the second coming is actually in two ways. The first one is going to come like a thief, to come and take those who are watching. Anytime I said I'm coming like a thief, it, it gives the warning of watching. And then the, the, uh, the second one is coming on the clouds where all eyes will see him. All eyes will see him. And then those of us who are alive and remain, you didn't go the first time, then we also will be called. But that will be after the three and a half years after the first appearance. The tribulation is going to be three and a half years. Intense. Ha. Condensed. Maybe it's going to start next week. <laughs> it can be any time. How many of you have had someone broken into your house, your car, or stolen something from your pocket, or picked your pocket something before? How many of you have had that unfortunate incident? Did you know when they were coming? Jesus said, when I'm coming, it's going to be the same. Do you think he was joking or he meant it? He said it several times in the scriptures that you don't know when the Son of Man is coming. And he's coming at a time when no one sees him. And then he'll come again at a time when everyone will see him. These are the two comings, the parousia of Jesus Christ. The first one is going to be public. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 10 is that I think the last scripture I will quote in then. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 10. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in will all be burnt up. So you see, this is worse than global warming. <laughs> the heavens will melt away with fervent heat. So, to wrap up my message and end for this morning, I just, all I wanted you to know is Jesus is coming, and his coming is in two ways. The open coming, and then the secret coming. The secret coming will be, is going to be first. When he's going to come, and he's going to take those who are watching. So he will come in the clouds. Did you read, I think, Revelation 3.3. 3. Let's read it again. Revelation 3.3. 3. 
Revelation chapter 3, verse 3. Remember, therefore, how you have received and heard. All right? Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief. All right? So he's going to come as a thief, as I said. The second one is going to, is going to come openly on the clouds. Bible says all eyes are going to see him. The first one is coming to take those of us who are watching. Ask someone, are you ready to be taken? If the person is your girlfriend, your wife, your husband, you, um, I think it's better you ask that person. Because, you know, sometimes the way your husband has been behaving, the way your wife has been behaving, ask them, ask them, your girlfriend. The way she's been putting pressure on you, your boyfriend, the way he's been putting pressure on you once, once, only once. Ask them, are you ready to be taken? <laughs> I know you can't do it. You won't ask. Ask someone, especially if the person is your something, then fine. If it's not your nothing, just ask the person, are you ready to be taken? The way you have quarreled with your wife for two weeks. You are quarreling with your wife and you don't want to talk to her. You are quarreling with your husband. You don't want to talk to him. You are very upset and you don't want to talk. He says, hello. You are quarreling, quarreling with somebody in the church. You see, ah, you, you come to church. You are, you. <laughs> no, he's well padded. He's, he's, he's well padded. It's, I, I'm told I have to keep exercising my muscles. So... <laughs> Is it a good exercise? Is it a good exercise? But look, you are in a church. And they say, shake somebody, and then you, you go. You see her coming to turn, and then you go and shake somebody. I don't, I don't, I don't talk with people like this. You. You'll be left behind. Yes, yes, yes. You'll be left behind. You'll be left behind. <laughs> we will leave you behind. We will leave you behind. <laughs> behind. Yes. You remain. <laughs> Brexit or remain. <laughs> yes. This one is ex exit. F F F Z. F Z. We are exiting the F. But the remain people, the remain campaigners. Because of one iPad you have, one iPad, one laptop, you have done pornography so much that, oh, 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 oh. Ah! Some people can watch pornography till their eyes are red and coming out. It's coming out. <laughs> this iPad God has blessed you with. Eh? You don't, you want to, I, I, because of iPad, you are remaining. You have been left behind. YouTube, watching all kinds of women. <laughs> Let the iPad go so you don't remain. Wow. I see somebody receiving grace to be ready to go. Yeah. If you are not born again, 
you are not even part of the potential. Can I ask you a question? Can an illegal immigrant stand for elections? If you are not born again, you are not going. And guess what? When you die, you will go to hell. It's a serious thing. So, but if you are born again, even though you are messing up, even though you are messing up and still, you know, you still believe in Christ. But it's just that this little, little, they call it little, little sins. That song. The little, little sins trouble me in my life. No, no, my friend. So, those little, little, little sins, those little, little sins, they, what they will do is they will stop you from being taken. And then you go through the tribulation. If you maintain your Christian testimony, then when Christ is coming again, those who are dead in Christ first will rise. They have to die in Christ. I do not that they are staying. Those who are dead in Christ will rise first. And then those of us who remain, who were not taken and are still alive, then we will be caught up with them to meet Christ in the clouds to judge us. Then after that, once he has judged us, given us our reward, and the ones that need some punishment, discipline, has, no, you won't go to hell when you're a believer. Hell is not for believer, believers. Hell is for Satan and demons. And those who choose to be on their side by not believing in Jesus Christ. That's hell, for, hell is for them. But if you have given your life to Jesus, you believe in Jesus Christ, you are not going to hell, even though you may not make the first, the first coming. Then we shall all appear with him. Those of us who will go first, we will go and enjoy in the presence of God. That's the it's called the, I'll teach you, it's called the first fruits. The first fruits. We'll go and enjoy with God whilst those who didn't make it are suffering. Tribulation. Hard times. The Antichrist will be punishing you. You'll receive 666 on your forehead. If you don't receive, hey, it's serious. You, you won't have a job without 666. So it's serious. Oh, how can they do that? Oh, because it's against human rights. Ah. <laughs> you, have you forgotten? When you even want a loan or some mortgage, they ask you if you have a credit card. If you don't have it, you have to go and get one. So they can check your credit before they can. Can you imagine? The first time Pastor Wu got a credit card was when we wanted to buy a house. You have to go and get one. You need, so you, you, they will tell you, you need the 666 to, to trade. The, the, the mark of the beast on your forehead. Whilst those of us who overcome, he said, I'll write on your name. I'll write on you the name of my God. Revelation chapter, 12 verse, chapter 3 verse 12. He said, I'll make you a pillar in, my, in, the, the, in the temple of my God. And I'll write upon you, on you the name of my God and the name of the new Jerusalem. I'll write a name on you. So those who don't watch and are not alert, they will end up being punished so much after those of us have left first. And it, it will be so intense that some will not die in Christ. They will give up. They will give up. And those of us who start, no, I won't be part of it, but those of you, those of you who will not make it the first one, you, you, will be, you, you, you will have to go through a lot. Now, it will be harder than giving God more now. 
So why don't you do it now? Because you will do it anyway. You will do it anyway. And then afterwards, he comes and then remain, take all of us. Then, the Revelations 21, 22, from 20 particularly, he said, the dead that are in the sea and the land, those who are not born again, then the sea will give up the dead. And all, and then Bible says that if they will appear before the God, God's throne, God will judge. It's not Christ. Believers appear before the judgment seat of Christ. But that one is going to be before the great white throne. And everyone whose name is not written in the Lamb's book of life is cast into the lake of fire. So, is your name there? Are you registered in heaven? No? Okay. Go. Oh, but, 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 but human rights reasons. Can you? <laughs> wow. Is it a good message? Is it a good message? It's a good message. <laughs> so, really, I'm just being a pastor because me too I'll be judged. I'm not afraid of your face. You can record me and put me on um, social media. This pastor is preaching that if you are not born again, you go to hell. Uh, let's read my lips. Yes, I said it. Everyone will die anyway. Akada can come after you. Anybody, everyone will die. But when we die, then you realize, oh! And guess what? Whilst you are screaming, you are crying, I'm re- receiving a reward for saying what he told me to say. So why should I fear your face? People who don't give tithe, I will never fight them and say, no, 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 no. If you go and fornicate, as I say, you don't use my body to fornicate. So, please, live your life. If that is enjoyment for you, I just, I just can't say enjoy because it's not enjoyment, you know. It's entrapment. But I am not angry with you. And remember, we are, we are, we are committed to helping you to work with Christ. That's why, his name? Um, Zane. Is it Zane or Zane? Zane. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Zane. That's why Zane's testimony means a lot to people like me. He said, for 10 years I've been struggling with addiction. Struggling until I found myself in this church. It's not because we preach, but because the Spirit of God here is helping somebody. And today, you are receiving help. Whatever pressure Satan has put on you, whatever pressure, injunction Satan is putting on you to lose your Christian testimony, whatever arrogant spirit, or whatever proud spirit, whatever this, uh, stubborn spirit Satan is trying to enforce on your life to make you lose your crown and make you lose being, being taken. I pray in the name of Jesus that Satan has lost the battle. I pray that you, re- you receive strength to overcome. Receive grace to overcome. Receive grace to overcome. Receive grace to overcome. In the name of Jesus. Whilst we all bow our heads, please. I want to pray especially for a group of people here. Very, very, very important to my heart and important to God. You are here, you want to say, Pastor, God has spoken to me. And I'm ready to start afresh with Jesus. I want to 
give my life to Jesus. I want to invite him into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. I want to start a new walk with him. I know I have not lived my life for him. I have not lived my life for God. But I want to repent. And I want to say, Lord Jesus, I surrender all. Come into my heart. Come into my life. And I want to start a new life with Jesus. Maybe that's your genuine prayer. Deep in your heart. Whilst I was speaking, you knew God has been speaking to you. Someone sitting here you may not know. But you know it. And you can't deny what God is speaking to you from your heart. You can't pretend about it because you are not a hypocrite. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to start afresh with Jesus. I want to be born again. I want to let Jesus come into my heart and start a new life with him. So that me too, when he comes, I'll, I'll be able to say yes. I'll be able to with joy receive him and he'll receive me to himself. Say it after me. Mean it from your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner, but I believe that you died on the cross to save me from my sins. From today, I repent of my sins. And I ask you to forgive me. Wash me with your blood. I make a commitment that I'll serve you. I'll walk with you. I'll obey you. And I'll prepare myself for your coming. Help me, Holy Spirit, to walk with Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I thank you for these precious ones. They heard your voice and they came forward. There are others who might have heard, but they are not ready for you. But these ones are ready for you. I commit them into your hands. Strengthen them. Protect them. The grace you gave some of us to overcome, give them that grace to overcome. Any addiction in any of them, any, in their lives, we pray the power of addiction is broken. Amen. We pray that, Lord, let your grace increase upon them. Help them to be strong pillars in your house. Help them to, help them to serve you more as we team up to prepare for your coming. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at charis.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Charis Ministries. Stay blessed.